Can I get that picture up there, guys? Okay. By the way, a prison cell like this <laughs> is a good analogy for Advent. One waits, hopes, does this or that, ultimately negligible things. The door is locked and can only be opened from the outside. This comment made in passing by 20th century theologian and martyr Dietrich Bonhoeffer in a letter to his friend Eberhard Betga struck me this week as I prepared spiritually and homiletically for this first day of the new church year and for the first day of Advent. Advent? A prison cell? One locked from the outside? That doesn't seem quite right, does it? I mean, what about the joy of the season? We, we just came off Thanksgiving. I'm sure you've all had your favorite holiday drink by now. What about the happy deals of Black Friday and Small Business Saturday and Cyber Monday and etc., etc., etc.? And don't forget the twinkling lights of Christmas decorations that, I don't know about you, but have been up for three weeks already. It's hard to see Advent as a prison cell when we have been inundated with fleeting manufactured happiness since the end of October. If we're honest with ourselves, though, and we really take a look inside, I think we'd come to realize that Dietrich Bonhoeffer might just be on to something. In fact, we echoed Bonhoeffer's sentiment just a few moments ago when in the penitential act we cried out, Kyrie eleison, Christe eleison, Kyrie eleison. Lord, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. The penitential act is in itself an acknowledgement that not only is Advent like a prison cell, but in many ways our whole lives are like prison cells in which we wait, sitting with our wounds and hurts, doing this or that ultimately negligible things. Now, I'd ask if this was true for you, but I already know it is. Pastor Milky and I aren't mind readers. They didn't teach us that in seminary, unfortunately. But we can see the hurt on your faces. We can hear your woundedness and your broken voices as you recount your stories to us. 
and we observe it when your giving recedes or your attendance wanes. For many of you, this past year or these past years have felt like a prison cell. Marriages have been tested and fractured and broken. Tension and discourse have boiled over in your families. Sickness and death have robbed you of joy and of normalcy. Debt or unemployment have left you vulnerable and stressed. Addiction or apathy have tested your faith. And loneliness and despair have stirred up a deep sense of hopelessness. Pride has pushed you deeper into the dark. The dimness of the prison cell has grown pitch black. And yet, from inside the darkness of the prison cell of this season and of every human heart, roar a seemingly unquenchable ache and longing. This ache, this longing is our heart's way of communicating that it still holds on to a shred of hope. Hope. The first candle of the Advent wreath. We desperately hope that restoration, healing, and peace would come to soothe us in this season. We would be doing ourselves a disservice, though, if we thought we could find that restoration, healing, and peace within the darkness of our prison cell. St. Paul reminds us in our epistle today that it is from and in darkness that sin and brokenness deepen. That's why he entreats his hearers to stay away from orgies and drunkenness, promiscuity and lust, rivalry and jealousy. These things will not bring restoration, healing, and peace. And the great sadness of our gospel text today is seeing the result of trying to find restoration and healing and peace and darkness. We see that in those who have been left behind while others have been taken up. Instead, we are commanded to wake up and look out the window of our prison cell. Do you see it? The star of Bethlehem is rising from the east. The house of the Lord is rushing toward us. It is that house which Isaiah and the psalmist spoke of today, the one that will be established as the highest mountain 
the house to which all people and nations will stream like a river. The house which brings gladness and rejoicing. Let us go rejoicing to the house of the Lord. The house whose walls contain peace and prosperity. The house which was once destroyed and yet after three days resurrected. My friends, Christ the King is rushing toward us. Our prison cell may be locked from the outside, but Christ holds the key. As people who live on the far side of the incarnation crucifixion, resurrection, and ascension, we are waiting and hoping for the second advent, the second coming of Christ. Now the day or hour which that will happen, the gospel tells us today, we do not know. That doesn't mean, though, that we are to settle with darkness and hopelessness. Instead, we are given this beautiful season of Advent, the prison cell of hopeful waiting, which teaches us that Christ wants to come and tabernacle with us even now, at this very hour. The Lord does not stand outside the prison cell of Advent or outside the prison cell of your life, peering in and just wondering what's going to happen. No, no, he unlocks the doors and throws them open and dwells with you in your darkness. He brings his everlasting light to you your darkness. And there's nothing to be ashamed of. Jesus enters into the tension and brokenness of your marriage. Jesus enters into the dysfunction of your family. He takes your suffering and he unites it with his suffering. He quenches the cravings of your heart with his incorruptible gifts. And for those of you who are single or married or widows who, widowed who feel a deep sense of loneliness, the Lord comes to dwell with you and accompany you on the way of life. The Lord lifts your head, strengthens your knees, takes your face in the palms of his hands and said what the psalmist says, peace be with you. It's such a simple phrase and yet it changes 
everything. In just a moment, the Lord will enter your prison cell by means of this Holy Eucharist. My prayer for us this Advent is that we would wake up and see that our salvation is so near that we can literally taste it. Through this Eucharist, the Lord brings his light to the darkness of every single part of your life. All your hopes for restoration, healing, and peace are found in him, in him in this time and in him into eternity. Christ holds the key to the prison cell. He's unlocked the door and thrown it open. My friends, welcome him. Welcome him. Let him take your hand and lead you out of this prison cell of the season and out of the prison cell of your life into the joy of the halls of the Lord's house that is established at the highest mountain. It is in the Lord's house that you will find restoration for your relationships, healing for your suffering, peace in the midst of the chaos of your life, and belonging in the midst of your loneliness. So this Advent, let us take the words of Isaiah on our lips. O house of Jacob, come. Let us walk in the light of the Lord. Or as we sang to welcome the cross of our Lord today, O come, O come, Emmanuel, and ransom your imprisoned people, Israel. In the holy name of Jesus. Amen. Amen.